You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning and welcome to Life of Revival. My name is Zachary Weber. I'm your host. I'm also the pastor of the River Church in Coshocton, Ohio. That's right here in our hometown. I'm so glad you're listening this morning. I'd also love to see you at the church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. You can come bring a friend. If you have children, bring them to our address is 212 South 7th Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. You can also go to our website www.theriverkashocton.com. You can find additional information there as well as directions. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, you can submit a prayer request right through our website, and we pray over every prayer request that comes into the ministry. You could also submit testimonies and let us know what God is doing in your life. We would love to praise God with you and hear about all the wonderful things that He is doing. Hallelujah. You can also find devotionals and other things that would help you in your walk with God on our website. And if you're not following us on social media, why don't you go ahead and do that too? Our Facebook is facebook.com slash the river You can catch some live stream videos of our church services. You can watch live even this morning if you can't make it. You can also watch the replays to all of our services all the way back to 2017. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out some pictures, see what God's doing in our communities, our outreaches, our services, our revival meetings. Our Instagram is at River Coshocton. Well, I'm so glad you're listening. I believe God has something for you today. I hope you had a wonderful week, and I'm believing and trusting God that this week will be great as well. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and go into a clip right now of one of our Sunday morning services at the River Church. This is a clip on believing God for big things. Come on, we serve a big God and he does big things. And look at this. The Bible says faith pleases God. You know, it pleases God when you believe him for something big. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that he is able to do super abundantly above all that we dare ask or think according to the power that's at work within us. So as you're allowing God to do a work deep on the inside of you, God wants to do a big work, not only in you, but then through you as well. So I hope you enjoy this clip. Let's go ahead and play it now. I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Isn't the Lord wonderful? Isn't his presence awesome? How many of you guys are just living in his presence? We are carriers of the eternal flame of God. Hallelujah. And uh, Thursday night, I I was... (laughs) I was... The Lord kept waking me up and dealing with me through the night. 
I've had them do this a few times and it, it felt restless, but it wasn't. I, when I woke up, I felt like a million dollars. I felt like I got a full night's sleep. And uh, the Lord, it really started before I went to sleep. Before, the, before I went to bed, the Lord was dealing with me on what I was to speak on Sunday morning. And uh, he said, son, tell my people, don't stop believing me for big things. Don't tell them not to stop believing me for that which I have promised them, for I will bring it to pass. And when he said that, I was sitting at my computer, and I would think I was playing Candy Crush or something. I mean, I was, I was just sitting at the computer, just doing my thing. But I was in my spirit praying on what he was for me to speak on. And when he said that, it just exploded in my spirit. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll tell him that. <laughs> and I went to bed. And it's one thing when the Lord speaks it to you one time, but then it was right. It had to be been 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. The Holy Ghost woke me up and he said, Son, tell my people, urge my people, do not quit believing me for big things. That which I have promised them, I will surely bring it to pass. <laughs> and I said, Okay. And I, I kind of got comfortable again. And I went back to sleep. And it couldn't have been 30 minutes later. This is a Thursday night. The Holy Ghost woke me up and he said, Son, Tell my people it pleases me when they believe me for big things. And then it didn't stop. It just over and over in my spirit, just turning. And, and, and I was rolling in, in the bed because I, I was tired. And I was trying to sleep. But at the same time, I mean, it was like a river. He just kept speaking to me, it to me over and over. He said, tell my people that which I promised them, I will bring it to pass. So I go to sleep again, and he wakes me up again. It had been 3 o'clock in the morning. The Holy Ghost wakes me up. He said, son, tell my people, don't stop believing me for big things. And then he began to speak to me about Noah. He says, consider Noah. He said, I told him there was a flood coming. And he said, one of the greatest faith preachers, he preached for 100 years, there's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. And he built an ark. Hallelujah. Why he had faith and he, he knew what God had spoken to him. Amen. And he acted upon the word of the Lord and he didn't quit. He didn't get discouraged. He did it. He carried out the assignment that was given to him by heaven. Even imagine a hundred years building an ark, but there's never been rain. What's a flood? They don't know what a flood looks like, but you're building an ark. People probably came around to laugh at him, to mock him. That crazy Noah saying that there's going to be a flood coming warning us of this flood that is coming. What a crazy man. And I imagine they gathered around to mock him and to laugh at him. But he said, God has spoken to me that there will be a flood coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was just him and a few other people building this ark, him and his family. And the Lord began to speak to me about all these things. He says, take note of my servant Noah and what he did and how he believed me. What has God spoken to you? And listen, a lot of times what you, many of you are going through right now is only preparatory to what God is going to be bringing you into. And I went back to sleep. He woke me up again. He said, son, tell my people. <laughs> Don't stop believing me for big things. That which I've spoken to them, I will surely bring to pass. He said, consider my servant Abraham. 
who staggered not at my promise. He didn't even consider his own body. Amen. He, <laughs> who wants to have a baby when you're 100 years old? You know what I mean? <laughs> but God had promised him a son, and he waited all those long years. <laughs> Amen. But God brought him the promise. <laughs> <laughs> what has God promised you? What has God shown you? If he has said it, if he has spoken it to you, he will surely bring it to pass. I went back to sleep. He woke me up again. He said, son, tell my people, tell them not to stop believing me for big things. For if I have spoken it, I will truly bring it to pass. And he brought me over to Galatians while I'm laying on my bed. He spoke to me, Galatians 6, 9. Do not be weary in well-doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. If you faint not. What has he spoken to you? What has he promised to you? What has he shown you in the nine hours? What has he, glory to God, hallelujah. Because I know he's speaking to me and he's showing me what's going to come to pass in these last days all the time. Mom was doing a concert here last night, a Christmas concert. I'm sitting right here and as I'm sitting there, the Lord just showed me things. And he's just showing me things about not just the church, but the ministry in the city. And, and I mean, he's always speaking to me and showing it to me. And if I try to reason it out with my head, I would say there is no way. There is no way that these things can be. But with man, it is impossible. But with God. All things are possible, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We do not do it in our ability, we do it in his ability. We do not look at the circumstances. We do not look at where we're at now. We look at where he's bringing us. We look for the city whose builder and maker is God. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many of you guys know, even at this church, God has spoken to us big things. It may look small in the natural eyes, but it is bigger. Just like Pastor John, when I was down at Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's ministry, Pastor Rodney and Pastor John Hawkins grabs a hold of my hand and he says, Zach, you're in a place. He says, what you have stumbled on in Coshocton is bigger than you. <laughs> He says, so God is going to raise up a team around you, and, and the vision is going to be carried. So then I go over to Hamilton after that, and, and, and Scott Willis walks up to me, and he says, because I was laying out in the power of God, and I said, Lord, uh, here, listen, when you're laying out in the power of God, that's the time for God to minister to you. But I was out in the power of God, the presence of God was all over me, and I started to try to work a deal with God. <laughs> I, I said, Lord, I said, I know you sent me to shock. I know you've sent the river people and they're doing great things. I said, but Lord, we need, we need leaders. Not that we have mighty leaders in this place. I said, but we need like a, we need like a pastor Daniel to come and, and, and break some things open in the school realm and in the jail realm and in the nursing home and everything. I began to speak to the Lord on these things. And I said, Lord, I need a pastor Daniel. You know, Pastor Daniel, he's crazy, man. Pastor Daniel McGee. Anyway, I said, Lord, I need my Pastor Daniel. Scott Willis comes up to me and he says, 
I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but the Lord just told me to tell you that God's going to send men greater than Pastor Daniel to you, and he's going to raise a team around you, and, and all of Ohio will know about the river. And then I thought, that just means all of Ohio is going to know about Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What has he shown you? What has he spoken? What's the vision he's put in you? Someone says, well, I'm not too sure right now. Then I know what you can do. Hook up with someone else's vision until God gives you your own vision. Plug in behind someone else that has an anointed vision of God. Hebrews 11 in verse 6, it says... <laughs> And see, I didn't even, I, I read this a hundred times, but it wasn't until the next day when I pulled this open in the Bible, it went in the same order that God had spoken it to me. I mean, the same exact order. Listen to this in verse six. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And the rest of this chapter, we call it the hall of faith. Be, and, and just listen to this. It says, it says, promoted by faith, Noah being forewarned by God concerning events, which as yet there was no visible sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an ark for the deliverance of his own family. By this, his faith, which relied on God, he passed judgment and sentence on the world's unbelief and became an heir and possessor of righteousness. Hallelujah. And then the next verse in verse 8. It says, urged on by faith, Abraham. I mean, see, it went Noah, Abraham, just like God spoke it to me the next day. God gives me this passage. And it says in Amplified in verse 8, urged on by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. He didn't even know he went where he was going, but he didn't even worry about it. He just walked out on the water. Although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go, prompted by faith, he dwelled as a temporary residence in the land which was designated in the promise of God, though he was like a stranger in a strange country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs with him in the same promise for he was waiting expectantly and confidently looking forward to the city which has fixed and firm foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And I'll just end there, not that we couldn't go into the entire chapter and read about men and women of God who just chose to take God at his word. Just look at where you are now compared to where you were last year or 10 years ago. Where will you be a year from now? Where will you be five years from now? Where will you be 10 years from now? Where will God take you? Where will he blow you? Those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Those that are blown by the wind of the Spirit. Just hook up. Just hook up and be obedient to that which he has told you. I remember, I'll close with this. And we'll take communion. I remember this. I was in the restroom and I was getting ready for bed. And I was looking in the mirror and I thought, where will I be 10 years from now? And I thought in my natural mind, I said, well, probably 
I will be working at a software, because I was working in software at that time, even though I was in Bible school. And I said, well, probably I'll be at a software company somewhere, volunteering at a ministry somewhere, and, and, and being used of God in that area, but still making a good living with my software thing, which I was a project manager at a software company. It was an awesome job. And as I begin to ponder, where will I be 10 years from now? This was two years ago. I begin to just ponder, where am I going to be? Has anyone else ever done that? Where am I going to be 10 years? It's fun to think on. And as I begin to think on that, and I'm just going through, oh, I'll have a nice-looking wife, <laughs> nice-looking kids, <laughs> car, house, all these things. As I begin to speak, I seen a vision. And in the vision, I seen a pulpit just standing there, and, and, a, and it was a church, and I seen myself walking up to the pulpit with a Bible, and I put the Bible down and opened up the Bible. And then it changed, and I seen another pulpit, a different church, and I walked up with my Bible. I sat my Bible down. I opened the Bible. And that happened two or three times, and it was two or three different pulpits. And then it changed again. And I seen little stadiums just packed out with people. I seen all these things. And the Lord says, I've called you to ministry. You see, there's your plan for your life. And then there's God's plan that he's destined for your life. You can choose what plan you want to go with. Someone says, well, that's just because you're a pastor. That's just because you're special. I am nothing special. I'm just crazy enough take him at his word to believe this right here I believe it from Genesis to Revelation I even believe the book of maps <laughs> I, I, I believe it I believe it I believe it I believe it I see it I walk it I talk it and I'm standing in the church of people who believe it and see it and walk it and talk it and pray it and eat it and live it anything he will do he'll do within the confines of his word don't give up. Don't quit. God has called you to take cities in the land of giants. <laughs> Do not believe the evil report. Believe God's report. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that clip that was on Believing God for Big Things. That was one of our Sunday mornings right here at the River Church. We would love to see you this morning. Once again, our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. You can find us at 212 South 7th Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Once again, you can also go to our website, theriverkoshocton.com, and you can find additional information as well as additional directions and help if you need it. Uh, you can also check us out on social media. Maybe you can't make it this morning, but you can go to facebook.com slash theriverkoshocton, and you can join in our service this morning live 
through Facebook Live. We live stream all of our service. You can comment. Let us know that you are watching. You can also leave a like on our page. Message us if you have prayer requests or testimonies or any question. Uh, we are standing by to hear from you. But we'd love to see you as well. If you do come, bring a friend. If you have kids, bring them too. We have an amazing kids program. And come up and say hi at the end. I'll be ministering this morning, and it's going to be an awesome time. Our services are just wonderful. We come in one accord, we come in one place, and we celebrate everything God is doing, everything he's going to do, everything he has done. There's just so much to be be excited about, and there's just so much to celebrate about. He's a good God. Jesus said that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he said, I've come to give you an abundant life. You know, we're talking this morning about believing God for big things. It says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 in the Amplified Bible, it says, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, and the title deed of things that we hope for, being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. You know, faith really is just acting like the Word of God is true. Amen. I remember uh, a few years ago, I was standing in my kitchen, and I was looking at my vehicle, which kept breaking down. And I was looking outside through the window at, at my vehicle, and I was really frustrated at the car. And I remember while I was looking at my vehicle, I heard the Lord speak to me, and He said, Everything that you have believed me for and used your faith for, I've given it to you. He said, it's not my problem that you've believed me for so little. In fact, he actually said, it's not my problem you've believed me for junk. Sometimes we think it's humble to believe God for junk, but it's really not. And uh, so he told me, everything you've believed me for, I've given it to you. It's not my problem that you've believed me for junk. And then he spoke to me and he said, so what are you believing me for right now? And I remember standing there thinking, and I said out loud, I said, well, Lord, I'm not really believing you or using my faith for anything right now. And God spoke back to me and he said, that's why you're seeing nothing because you're believing me for nothing. So what are you believing me for right now? And so I remember standing there kind of like surprised that I was hearing the Lord speak to me like this, just this, this still, small, yet authoritative voice deep on the inside of me. And I thought, well, what am I believing him for? He just said, the reason I'm seeing nothing is because I'm believing for nothing. You know, it says in James, we have not because we ask not. And so I was standing there thinking, well, I'm not believing for anything. Well, what, what can I believe God for? And I remember standing there and, you know, I did need some money. So I said, well, Lord, I believe, and I said it out loud. I said, I believe you for $1,000 in Jesus name. And I thought that was a big amount to just believe God for a thousand dollars. And uh, and I heard the Lord speak back at me again. And he said, is that all you think that I can do for you? <laughs> and I remember standing there kind of speechless because I thought that was a lot. But you know what? That's not a lot to God. He's a big God. And so I decided to believe God for something bigger than I'd ever believed him before. And I said, Lord, I believe you. And I stuttered. 
And I said, Lord, I believe you for $10,000 in Jesus' name. Amen. And when I said that, I felt this peace wash over me. And that was around January of, the, of that year. And when, when I said that, I just chose that, you know what? I'm going to believe that God's going to bring in those finances, $10,000. And that was more than I'd ever seen in my bank account at that time. That was big. That was a big thing. That was a big thing. And so I, I just, you know, walked around and I told like family, I said, you know, I'm believing God that he's going to bring $10,000. And what was funny is at first people looked at me like I lost my mind. They just like, okay, yeah, you think God's going to bring you 10,000. Other people think you're just selfish or worldly or whatever. I had already planned that when that money came, it was going to go into the work of the ministry. I wasn't going to go do something stupid with it. It was going to go to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, when your heart is in the kingdom, God can entrust you with wealth. And so I, I walked around and, you know, eventually, though, the more I talked to them, I said, no, you don't understand. God's going to bring $10,000. He spoke to me. He told me to believe him for something big. I'm believing him for something big and it shall come to pass. You know what? After about a month or two, these people around me started to say, you know what? I believe God is going to bring that money for you. <laughs> and so they, they didn't realize they were agreeing in faith with me, you know. So I remember I had a friend come and uh, he was preaching at my church and uh, he was an evangelist and uh, I was sitting back at the office with him after one of the service and I and we were talking about things we're believing the Lord for and uh, I, I just decided to tell him I said you know I'm believing God that he would bring me ten thousand dollars and this is around you know March or May of that of that year a few months later. And actually it was around April. And uh I said, you know, I'm believing for ten thousand and and he he kind of cocked up and he said, Well, you know, I mean we can believe God, but like what are you gonna do with that money? And he tried to tell me God wasn't gonna do it. And I remember I I leaned back, you know, I kind of stood up in my chair and I looked him right in the eyes and I said God is going to bring me that money and you're going to see it. You're going to see it. Now, he was only there for a couple weeks, but that just came out of my mouth. You know, you will see it. Now, no one at my church knew I was believing God for this. I don't I don't really at the river. I don't make needs known. I just believe God and I trust him. It's his church. They're not my needs. And God doesn't have any needs. It's OK. I tell people around the ministry, take a chill pill. God's going to take care of things. I don't put that burden upon people. And uh, and, and it wasn't a burden anyway. I'm just believing God for this money. I, no one's business, really. And, uh, and I remember about two days later, me and my same friend, we were sitting in my office just talking and we found out that there was a lady who walked into the church and she had something for me. So I went out and my friend, you know, who's an evangelist, he follows me out and she's sitting there in the sanctuary and I walk up to her and she said, the Lord spoke to me to get this to you. And she had an envelope in her lap. She said, the Lord spoke to me and he told me to release this to you now. She said, it's $10,000. And she hands me an envelope with $10,000 cash in it. I praise God. I put every penny into the work of the ministry and into the gospel. And it was, it was wonderful. It was awesome. But you know, up until that point, I so knew that God was going to bring in that money that I was so excited, but I wasn't surprised because I just, that's what faith is. Faith knows. Just like for those of you who are saved and born again, you know that you're on your way to heaven. When you have faith in God, you know he's going to do it. You know he's going to bring it to pass. And Jesus said, 
he said, if you say unto the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And if you believe the things that you say shall come to pass, you'll have everything that you say. He said, so whatever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. He didn't say you might receive. He said, you shall receive it. So that's just one of many wonderful miracles and testimonies that I have that I could tell you that God has has done for me. I know that many of you listening who know Jesus, you have testimonies too of his goodness, of his grace, of him answering prayer, of him doing big things. Look, God wants to do big things in Coshocton. He wants to use his people in a big way, not just to go and attend church on a Sunday morning, though we should, and that's all well and good. But I want to tell you that there is a lost and a dying city that we live live in, that there are people who need to know that Jesus saves, that Jesus heals, that Jesus delivers, and he wants to raise you up as a sign and a wonder in our city so that you can go into all the world and talk about how good your God is, how real he is, how much he loves people, and he's alive, and he's moving, he's active, he doesn't have eyes that can't see, he doesn't have ears that can't hear, he loves Kashokton, he loves me. He loves you and he wants to move strong on your behalf. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth and he's looking for someone that he can show himself strong on their behalf. I pray when the eyes of the Lord come over Coshocton, Ohio, that he sees you and that he raises you up and he uses you in a big way. Friends, we are out of time. I hope I can see you at the river this morning, 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. If you're listening, if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know him, maybe you're a believer, maybe you're not serving God the way that you should, and this morning you say, I want to come back to him. Friend, one prayer fits all. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Pray this prayer with me with your heart and lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead, and you're coming back again for me. Now just declare this, say, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I love you, Jesus loves you, God bless you, and we'll see you next week, amen. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.theriverkoshockton.com.